Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the Mass Effect podcast. And this week I have a super duper exciting guest. Um, so we're branching out a little bit. He's not from our, the Central West or from our region, so to speak, but he, um, he is connected to me and has been connected to me for a number of years. And I've watched him rise through the ranks and achieve some amazing things. And I'm absolutely wrapped to have him on today. Um, so we welcome Jimmy Crute. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, mate. How you going? Excellent, mate. How are you? I'm awesome. awesome. You're awesome. How are you feeling today, mate? Yep. We did talk yesterday and you did belt yourself uh, with three sessions yesterday. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to get this done yesterday and I, was, I got home. got home from Melbourne. I was just like, Dave, can't do it. Can't do it, mate. He's cactus. <laughs> I'm too wrecked. <laughs> too wrecked. Well, for those that don't know, Jimmy, like you are, um, you have you fight in the UFC, um, yeah. and you are you are you've had a total of twelve fights, and you're eleven and one, I believe. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been been in the UFC for nearly two years now, which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. I mean, um, you know, we we were lucky enough. Um, Bendigo Mass Nutrition was lucky enough to sort of um, get involved with you pretty pretty early on, and um, yeah. obviously Bendigo Mass Nutrition was my um, was my first ever sponsor. Yeah, awesome. And and now look at the list, mate. You got a few good ones on there. Who are your sponsors at the moment? Oh, actually, I don't have many. We sort of yeah. um, yeah. Sort of, we obviously still work a little bit with Mass. Yeah. Um, I yeah. got my physio. And yeah. And uh, I had Reebok, but they they disappeared. Oh, really? Um, they've gone to China. Yeah. yeah oh, so. oh, really? Yeah, right. Interesting. So I, I don't have I don't have any mate. I, I, I sort of playing a bit low at the moment, trying to build a bit more and then then go out. Do your own thing. Yeah, exactly right. So, all right, let's let's talk about let's talk about how it all started, mate. So basically, um, you're a Bendigo boy, born and raised, um, and um, obviously grew up in Bendigo. You're 24, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. 24 years of age. So, um. What um, let's let's talk about how you got into into um, you know to, or got got to where you are now. So you started off, I believe, um, with judo. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I started um, when I was really young with uh, with Zendikai. I don't know, maybe Zendikai karate. Yep, yep, yep. I think that's I think that's the karate I was doing. I was doing some sort of karate when I was like really really young, yep. and I I loved it when I was a kid. Like I would, it was like my passion, but I um. So I would have been about four or five, maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to spar, like I wanted to properly train with with the with yeah. the like sixteen, seventeen. I wanted to spar, but they wouldn't let me. Yeah, right. So it sort of disheartened me a bit. Yeah. Yep, so yep. I remember giving that away when I was a kid, and then I sort of went a few years without doing anything, and then I got into judo. Yep. Yep. Which was super fun, and then um, eventually met met Stewie, who trains in Bendigo. He, he runs a club down in um. East Bendigo, I think it is. Yeah, um, yep. it's amazing. Yep, still still call their home. Um, yeah, and then I, I moved on to Jiu-Jitsu when I was eleven, I reckon. Yep, and then yeah, I hit that really hard, and I just started competing and, and winning some pretty big comps. And, and then I heard about UFC in the change room one day, and then I and then I <laughs> then I talked to decided to <laughs> dedicate my life to it from then. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you it sounds like you really enjoy the idea of combat, mate. Like it sounds like something that even from a young age you were really really super interested in. By the sounds of it, I've, uh, yeah, I've got a few screws loose and um, <laughs> appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I guess it's like any sport, man. To be at the absolute pinnacle and to be the best at at what you do, you've got to have. Uh, you do have to have what you exactly just said. You kind of have to have a screw loose. Like there's, you have to, there's no doubt about it because you can't be you can't be the best otherwise. It's just there's just no way around it. I don't think I don't think people realise that. You just um you have to be you have to be unique have in to, your own way. You have to dedicate your life to something. You know, um, yep. and not many people can do that because it's not all glitz and glamour, especially coming up. Um, you know, you talk to any of my mates and like, yeah, I disappeared for years like yeah. I, no one's seen me for years and I was just away working my craft sort of yep. not having any social life and just training twice a day working full time and just being an absolute zombie 
Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, you have to be a little bit mental. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you know the old saying, mate. The man doesn't end up on top of the mountain. He's got to climb there. Like, I think people forget yeah, exactly. that as well. You don't just wake up with a UFC contract. My God, you know. Um, nah, it's that's just, just, that's it, not. Everyone would do it if that was the case. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, obviously that's what separates the, the, the mediocre from the best, I guess, so to speak. So, so um, mm-hmm. all right, so then obviously when so, – so it was about then you, that you decided that uh, mixed martial arts was going to be a thing you wanted to sort of delve into. Um, so how did you progress into that? Did you find a club there to train with and stuff like that or did you um, just kind of throw yourself in? Um, so I wanted to start – I wanted to start in my center of saying it. I was like, Dad, I wanna I wanna start striking, you know. Yeah. I um I wanna I wanna I wanna fight properly. Um Dad Stewie and Dad sort of had a plan yep. to get me really good at jujitsu. Yep, yeah. And then move on. Yeah. So i so the thing I've got now, which I'm very grateful for, for, yep. for um Stewie and my old man, my old man, their their plan sort of was, yeah, to get really good at jujitsu, always have that as a fundamental backing so if anything goes wrong in a fight yeah i know that i can fall back on it you can fall back on that yeah um, absolutely yeah which 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 works when it's really good so i didn't start striking until i started training myself in the shed in my in my, <laughs> in my shed in the backyard so i started yep. just doing youtube videos and trying to teach myself you know dad showed me a little bit here and there yeah yeah but um then um then i started training with uh phil chappie down in case fight um he doesn't run a school anymore, but it was it was really good. It was really really good level kickboxing. Um, Phil's a Phil's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, yep. So I started doing kickboxing with Phil for a few years, and then um, through through a mutual friend Richard Norton, he was um, good friends with Stewie, yep. one of Stewie's coaches back in the day, and really good friends with uh, Sam Greco. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I was seventeen when I first went down and seen Sam. Yeah. Um, Shui drove me down and we went and seen Sam at his cafe and I just said to him that I want to fight and I want to have the best trainers in the world so that's where you ended um, up it would have been about six months later yeah. eight months later I started training with Sam as soon as I got my license I was down there <laughs> I was already going down to Melbourne Regular as soon as I turned 18 and got my license I was already going down to Melbourne and I, I, I sourced out Daniel Kelly I sourced out Jake Matthews all the top guys all the guys that were in the UFC, I started going down and sparring with them off my own back. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, I, I think that's a pretty big thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. I was, I was, I was a pretty big fish in Bendigo, and, uh, and I go down to Melbourne once a week to get, or well, I was going down to Melbourne twice a week to get my ass kicked. Yeah. So I sort of got out of my comfort zone by myself, off my own back. Yeah. Started going down there, and then, and then when I started training with Sam, I was working full-time in Bendigo and traveling down to Melbourne five times a week and back, which yeah, is a wow. two-hour trip each way. Yeah, so four hours each day in the car. Yeah, Four wow. hours each day plus working full-time at Bendigo. Yeah, um, crazy. So... Yeah, but you did what you did what you did what you had to, mate. I guess, and that's the thing. Like, um, you know, you probably at the time it probably it probably didn't seem that insane to you at the time because you're that keen. Mate, yeah, well, it's just what you have to do. You know, I knew that I knew that I could have been if I didn't do that, I probably could have been maybe Australian champion. Yeah. And yep. then it's like, oh, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't want that. I didn't. I wanted. I just. I just wanted to. As, as Daniel Kelly always says to me, you got to drain every opportunity. Yeah. You know. Um. You know, if you if you get a if you get if you get an opportunity, you make the most of it. And you know, I made my own opportunities, and I went after them. You know. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And and I guess you know nobody nobody handed you anything, so you um you went out there and chased what you had to chase and did what you had to do. So that's crazy. What were you doing for work at the time, mate? What were you doing in Bendigo? Um, so I was I got to my third year as a plumber. Oh yeah, yeah. With um with McCabe, which was awesome. Like I love working for them guys. But yeah, yeah. They could tell that my passion right elsewhere. I wasn't ever going to be a plumber. No, um, no, no. That's right. So then I, <laughs> you do I still, moved on from you, them. You do still roll around in shit, though, mate, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sort of. Uh, so we, I left them on good terms, pretty much, and then yeah. um, got a job as a forky. Yep. And I was I was making um, making 16 bucks an hour to pretty much... Oh. Yeah. Do everything, and yep. so I was at the point there where I started selling my things to pay for training. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that that was pretty much getting my food for the week, and then my fuel to Melbourne and back. Yeah, yeah. All the time, so I was pretty much just breaking even. Yeah, wow. After a week, and then I started to pay for training, so I started selling my things to, to pay for training, and I, 
That's yeah, what, that's, yeah. That was pretty much the point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I have to move to Melbourne. You have to move. So yeah. my um, my brother, my brother just mentioned to me. He said, "Oh, mate, I'll probably get you a job down here. It's good money, you know, um, yeah. good hours, blah blah blah." So I was like, you know what? I walked into work the next day and I said, "Mate, I'm taking a risk and quitting my job and moving to Melbourne." So the next day, I packed all my stuff in my car and moved into my brother's door. <laughs> yeah, wow. You obviously, when you make a decision, mate, you dive straight in, don't you? Yeah, that's sort of sort of how I live my life. You know, I was always yeah. head first. So. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, there's, it's probably the best way to be. It's probably, it's probably the reason why you have had so much success and continue to have success on the way. So, uh, yeah, the reason I've had so much, much success, but it's the reason why when I fall, I fall hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's that's good, mate. Because we'll, we'll talk about your um about your UFC career in a minute. But so obviously, so. To, to gain a contract in the UFC, that's not an easy feat, and it doesn't happen. It certainly doesn't happen by chance. So you were fighting, um, I believe you, you started fighting, you were fighting in the Hex series. You did that for a couple of years, didn't you? Yeah, I had seven fights under Hex. Yeah. Um, I still work live pretty closely with Hex. Um, yeah. You know, um, they're sort of not as big as they used to be, but they're, they're still pretty, uh, when, still when this awesome. is all over, all this COVID bullshit's over, yeah. they're, they're coming back in a big way, and so, I, I, so I want to... Just, want to be part of that. Yeah, but. awesome. So just for the listeners, mate, so the Hex Series, is it is it is a, it, it's, it's a professional uh, outfit, isn't it? Like you are fighting professionally still. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. Um, it's basically uh, an Australian series, isn't it? Yeah. So I fought, I fought three international guys on Hex. Yep, yep. So I, it's not just Australia that, I, okay. that Hex is it, it, it's the biggest show in the region. Well, at the time, it was the biggest show in the region. Yeah, yeah. So, um, biggest domestic show. So, yeah, well, I had seven fights for them. My first fight, you know, I didn't. I didn't really have a normal introduction to the word of MMA. My first fight was against a guy that had something like twelve wins and five losses. Plus yeah, right. Australian kickboxing champion. Like, oh, sort of got thrown to the wolves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, wow, but. But mate, it says um, you know your record in hex was seven and zero. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I um, I, I had a good, I had some good fights on hex, you know, <laughs> and then I, I I won the hex title, defended it, defended it twice against um international guys, and uh, some of those fights are fights of the year, like yeah, legendary Australian fights that everyone will remember that that went to. Them. So yeah. I was sort of pretty happy with that. <laughs> no man, that's that's absolutely awesome. I mean, obviously um. You know, as as the opponents got tougher, you got tougher as well, I guess, and you got better. And you 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 were able to get better, I guess. That's the thing about about the business you're in, mate. Is like, you know, um, even though you didn't cop a loss in that series, it's still you're still learning every time you step out there. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, I had some really hard fights, like really tough fights, which yeah. is covered in blood. My opponent was covered in blood. I was covered in blood. Yeah, five round wars. No, and I think that's that's. What, what the UFC sort of looked at and went, oh shit! Like this guy, he, this guy's not quick. Yeah, he's serious. He he wants he wants he wants to do this. Yeah, absolutely. So from there, so um, so you got you got the opportunity to appear in Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. Um, yeah. So so tell me how that worked, mate. So how how did that play out? Um. So we knew that we were getting a shot at. Dana White's Contender Series, which is like, it's like a feeder promotion. Yeah. It's, it's like you get called over. I was the, I was the first, I think I was the first or second international guy that wasn't from America that was invited on. Yeah, that's awesome. And they, you, so you bring out, you get brought over, there's five fights for the night. You yep. fight and find a Dana, Mick Maynard and Sean, um, Sean Selby. Yep. Who are the UFC guys, the, the, the guys that you want to impress. And, if they like you, they give you a contract. Um, so I knew I was getting that shot before my last title defense on Heck. Yeah. So I, went, I, I accepted that fight when I knew that a loss would, like a loss would ruin all the plans. So yeah. yeah. But, but, I, but I told um I told Heck that I would fight, so I fought. Yeah. Had an absolute war. Um. Then uh yeah then then pretty much had that fight had a week off and got straight back into training for for Dana White's Contender Series, which was. It was probably one of the funnest experiences of my life. Yeah, we went yeah. over. We went over to Vegas. We spent twelve days in Vegas. And if anyone's ever been to Vegas, you know that you don't need twelve days in Vegas. It's no, absolutely 
No, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Well, you, so, you, um, day there are there are no such thing as nights in Vegas. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's just time in Vegas. Now, nah, so we, we did. Um, we went over about nine days before the fight just yep. to get my first overseas trip. So. Yeah, wow. We got accustomed to the different time and weather and whatever. Yeah, and then um, and got training and stuff. The like yeah, we just loosened up, and then, then the contender series fights. You, you has if you have you ever seen the the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure have. Big you know fan. how they fight in that gym? Yep, yep. That's where we fought. Oh wow! In the gym. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's like a fight club. You walk out, and there's like thirty people. The crowd just spread out around the cage. Is yeah. The three most important men in mixed martial arts yep. in the world <laughs> sitting cage side. Yep. And um, yeah, so we went out and it was it was a bit of a dog fight, you know. I just I went out with the mentality of I'm gonna fucking bash this guy and yeah. he's he's he can hit me as hard as he wants. I'm not going down. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of neglected de- my defense and everything. I just went out there, oh, you <laughs> punch did- on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I got the win. I got the win in the first round, knocked him out with the left hook. And um, you know, I was Dana. Dana stood up, stood up and said that he was. I was his favourite pick of the whole night. So oh wow! Yeah, well, that, was, that that's pretty special, man. Especially coming all the way from Australia to do that. So yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was a, man. It was like a pinch myself sort of moment. A guy that I've looked up to for a long time. The guy that made the sport. Like yeah. UFC wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Dana. MMA wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Dana. No, so exactly. Him, uh, Exactly. I mean, there's Stand up and it off his own back, and it's an absolute global phenomenon now too. I mean, it's you know, there's not many, Dude. there's not many people in the world anywhere living in any country in the world that wouldn't know what the UFC was. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and it's starting to get popular now. Like when I first started, man, I was when I first started, people used to look at me like I was an idiot for doing <laughs> that, like I was some thug. Yeah, mate, I feel you. I had the same with bodybuilding when I was in my early twenties. People were like, "Why would you want to be a bodybuilder? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. Just don't talk about something you don't understand about. No, and the thing is, you don't you don't do it for any other reason but for yourself. Like it's not about you know what I mean. Like it's not you don't have to you don't have to uh, explain why you want to do something to somebody else. It's exactly, just, it's how you feel about it and what you want to achieve. Like ultimately, like you said, to be the best man, you had to you had to just d- basically dedicate your life to the sport. Um, exactly, and like bodybuilding, you can't lock yourself in a gym and train for fucking four, six hours a day and absolutely train to exhaustion if you're doing it for other people. It's impossible. 100%. You know, they're both sports really are quite lonely when you think about it. I mean, we we have our support, we have our coaches, we have our team, um, we have our partners, we have our family that support us, but realistically, uh, ain't nobody coming to save you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, like in MMA, once you're... Once the cage door locks the height behind you, you've got your three coaches outside the cage. They can't jump in, and yeah, they they can only give you advice. You're the one in there fighting. Yeah, so. absolutely. You're you're yeah you're you're the one. Literally, you're the head. Your head's on the chopping block, I guess. So um, exactly, you know. So you um so from there, like obviously that was that was a pretty special experience. I know that um Dana Dana's publicly said a few things about you, which is pretty cool. Um, so which which can only can only sort of uh, motivate you more, I guess, and get you fired up more to achieve more in the sport and move forward. Um, so yep. then then let's talk about let's talk about your first fight in the UFC. How was that, mate? And how, how did that feel? How did that feel walking out? Um, it was um, mate. It was the most nerve wracking experience of my life. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know what to like, do, but I, it's just it's just the whole process is different. Hey, I guess it's just like this is it's the same thing, but it's not. If that makes sense. Yeah, man, it was so weird. Like, I I, I get nervous before some fights. Yeah. Some yep. fights I get nervous before. Yep. Um, but that fight, I was just it was just like another level. Like yeah. walking around, walking around Adelaide because it was in Adelaide. Walking around Adelaide, having people come up and ask for photos, and I was just like, "What the fuck, yeah, man!" Like, you're like, "How do people even know who I am?" Like, I don't. I go, I go, I go from being, I go from being some unknown blimp from Bendigo, and now I'm people are stopping me for photos. Like, this is fucking yeah. weird. Like, I loved it. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Like, I, I was pinch myself moment, but yeah. then um, yeah, and I le- like I could learn a lot from that experience. Um, my, like my my UFC debut was was the main card opener, which is yep. which is pretty big. Like, yeah. So that was not the, many people get to be. That was in Adelaide. That was two thousand and eighteen. Is that right? 
Oh, mate, I can't. I don't yeah. know days, but yeah, I think I think it was <laughs> two years, maybe two, 2019. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. only because I'm looking at some stats here while while I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. You, um, you probably you probably um you just once you, once you're done you're done I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're like. <laughs> Oh uh, mate, I just I get punched in the head too many many times a week to, to remember days. But you, you, nah, yeah, it was um Yeah. Was that that was, uh, I think, yeah, Paul it was December Craig. December yeah. two thousand eighteen. Yeah, Paul Craig. Yeah. 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 Um and the and the fight itself, like before the fight I was I was pretty nervous. I wasn't too nervous, but like it was more nervous than usual. Once I walked out, once like for me, yeah. Once I walk out, once the once my music starts, I yeah. just I I change into a different person. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I walked out. We we do our formalities like the the they introduce us blah blah blah. Yeah. The fight starts. I go out there and hit him with a monster left hook. Yep. Rocky's like he's, he's, he he bounces back. I go fuck. This fight's going to be much easier than I thought. <laughs> I hit him. I hit him with a number combo. Just miss him. Touch his chin and his eyes. Like his eyes did this funny thing where they like sort of rolled. And oh, I went yeah. fuck. This fight's going to be over before I even know it. Like I You've can't believe it. how easy my UFC is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he and then he takes it down. Yeah. And then I go, oh, this hasn't happened to me before. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> it was um, like I learned a lot from that fight. Like um, it was a, it was a, I, I dominated two rounds. It was yep. back and forth experience. Like the second round, he won. Yep. The first time I ever lost a round. Yep. Um, and then in the third round, we're both exhausted. Like I can't explain to people how exhausting it is. Oh, I like couldn't even imagine. That's why. That's why you're training. That's why I'd have to say yeah. you guys. You, you guys would have to be some of the fittest athletes on the planet. To be honest, I mean, I, people could it's, argue um, left, right, and center, but because you, you've got to be fit from every angle. It's yeah. It's one thing to be able to run a certain distance, but yeah. try running that certain distance when you're getting punched in the head or, or oh. punched in the pot. Yeah, yeah, but exactly, yeah. mate. Hundred percent. I mean, Mike Tyson used to have a saying: "Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the head." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. But um, yeah, we, so we get it's the third round. Uh, actually, in between rounds, I'm just like I'm 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 like starstruck. I'm in the UFC, yeah, well, and I'm I'm just like I can't believe it. And Sam sits me down, and I'm fucking so out of it yeah, because yeah. I was so tired after the after the first round. Sam sits me down, and he goes, "Jimmy, how you feeling?" And I just look at him and I go, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't speak, <laughs> mate. yeah, I could be." <laughs> so, um. So I had a good first round. I won the first round. Gets to the second round. I was I was winning the second round. He took me down, controlled me for most of the round, yeah. and then I reversed position and finished strong in the second round. He won the second round. So we're going we're going to the last round. Um, we're going into the last round one and one. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Whoever yeah. wins the last round wins the wins fight. Wins the fight. Yeah, yeah. So um, Sam sits me down. He goes, Jimmy, I fucking need you to do what you do at training. He goes, Babe. He goes, just. Just, just touch him. You don't need to hit him hard. Just touch him. So I'll yeah. go out there, and you see in the second round, it's like a different person to the rest of the fight. Yeah, yeah. Go out there, start moving my head, making miss, cracking him. He, yeah. I scrolled on every single takedown he went for, just dominated the last round, and then I think with the when the was there twenty seconds left, or twenty seconds left, the lock up, um, lock up this Kimura and get the tap. Yeah, yeah. And I cannot explain. The pressure off my oh, shoulders. It would have been phenomenal when yeah. when he tapped. Well, I nearly burst into tears. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was one of the. It was one of the most. Um, one of the most surreal moments in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, you just, you just, you'd, all, you'd, you'd lived your dream, you know. Like you, you'd, you'd given up, sacrificed, and 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 put your life on hold for. For the sake of the sport, and then now you've achieved that first win. I mean, that's you know, with a UFC contract in front of a crowd, uh, you know, like just insane. Man, it would have been would have been on another level. Like you said, the pressure beforehand would have been quite considerable, but obviously getting the win, outstanding, man. Yeah, especially like in a tough fight too. There's one yeah. thing to go out and just dash the guy. Yeah. yeah, it feels good, but fighting to adversity and and. Like being halfway through the fight and thinking, oh fuck, I don't know how this is going, yeah. and then being able to wrap yourself back up and then, and go out in the third round and you know just do what you're supposed to do. So it's, it's a pretty special feeling. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I mean that. Yeah, that would have been outstanding. And obviously, that then then it just went from there, hasn't it? So you've 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 um. You've you've gone on to have twelve fights, so um, only the one loss, which we probably should talk about because I'd imagine yeah, that definitely. I'd imagine that you um 
you're probably you at the time it would have been something you wouldn't have been happy with, but I, I guess you don't learn if you don't lose, do you, mate? Exactly, mate. And you know what? If you haven't lost, yep, you haven't been like I always say to my mate. There's very few guys that are exceptions to this, but if you haven't lost, it means you're not fighting the level of competition you should be should fighting. Be fighting at. at, yeah, yeah, exactly, yep, yep. Because unless you're like, unless you're like an Israel Adesanya who who's had a massive kickboxing career beforehand and come in and, and, and done great things or, or it could be even a mega medal who's just yep. like just a different level. If, if, you, if you've grown up in this sport yep. and you get to 50 and 0, you have four cans. Yep. I don't care who. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, the talent pool must be out of this world. I mean, I, I'd imagine there's just there, – there would be talent coming through the ranks and rising the ranks – Every yeah. day, every day, like, and you know, exactly. and there are people like and yourself, mate, who sacrificed and gave up their life and their money and their their dreams, and you know, you could have easily just, you know, gone and got yourself a decent job and uh, maybe 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 just trained a little bit, had a few fights here and there and stuff like that. But you didn't want to do that. You wanted to be the best. And you wanted to, you wanted to have a crack at this. So, um, you know, yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard, especially in like um, you know, like a country town like Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be hard to do that. Win, win a few Australian titles, yeah. sit back and be a legend here. Like, it yeah. wouldn't be hard at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, you obviously wanted more um, and that's the reason why That's the reason why you've got you've got a UFC contract and the reason why, you know, you're rising the ranks there. So, mate, it's, it's phenomenal. You've, you've, so, yeah, so that, that loss, um, when did that take place? That wasn't um, – uh, That was September last year. September, yeah, yeah, yeah. And – so, um, and you lost that with a necktie submission, is that right? Yeah, it was by submission. So the fight itself, the the guy I lost to was Misha Serkinov, who yeah, yep. at one point in time he was in the top five, top five in the world. Yeah, I'll very just, very high level. I was just thinking we probably should tell everyone out there. So Jimmy fought you fight it you fight light heavyweight, don't you? So you're around 93, yeah. 94 kilos. So yeah, you're not a, at ninety three. You're not a small man by any means. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big boy, especially, especially, yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, your um, your combatants and your opponents are gonna be gonna be the same. Yeah, so be big men. Basically, pretty much everyone, myself and everyone, a fight. We pretty much, if you're not cutting ten kilos yep. in the week yep. and putting it back on for the fight, you um, yeah, you might be a little bit small for the weight class. Wow. Yeah. So you're so you're you're coming, but you're you're usually fighting back at around about a hundred, eh? I'll sit at 100 when I fight. A lot of the guys I fight, you know, they jump back up to 103, 104. Yeah. They're just fucking monsters. I'm like, I, I just can't justify going down yeah. any more weight because nah. it's just... But a lot of guys do. Like, a lot of guys my size fight at the weight below me, which is 84 kilos, which yeah. is unbelievable. How do, you, how do you keep the weight on, mate? Because I imagine with, like, you talking about training three times a day yesterday. How do you keep the I'm on, a, I'm on about 4,000 calories. Yeah. I was going to say, man, you'd, you'd literally be eating every um, every two, three hours. Yeah. You'd have to be jamming some after, food. After every session, just yeah. get to stock up. Yeah. But I've got, I got, um, got one of the best nutritionists in the world uh, with Michelle Reeves. Yeah. She's, yeah. mate, she is unbelievable. Not just with the, the day-to-day nutrition, yeah. which is super important, but the reload for weight cuts. Yeah. Because that's important. It's, I mean, all this, all this has got to be considered. I mean, this sport is, that's what it takes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you so if you lose ten kilos in the week, well, yep. whether it be by water loading or whatever, yep. you've got to put that on somehow, and you've got to put it on so your body can absorb all all, all what you put on. You can't just eat and put it on no. because you're going to feel like shit. So no, exactly. there's scientific okay. ways to get it back on. And and Michelle, Michelle's the best of that man. She's yeah. such a genius when it comes to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I mean, I, you know, like you, you, like you said, you could just shove the weight back on, but then you've got to actually go fight. So how do you know? How do you stop lactic acid build up? How do you stop being gassed? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, exactly. you don't want your muscles getting uh, get, getting full of lactic within fucking forty seconds or something. So it's going to ruin you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember my second pro fight. Yeah, I just ate like a like I weighed in and I was eating ice cream. Oh. And- <laughs> God knows what yeah, yeah. afterwards, and I just ate and ate. Yeah. I I won the fight. It went to decision. I'd never been so crook. Oh, <laughs> no. I had the crookest guard. I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah, you would have. You would have been, mate. I mean, like you know, when when we when I compete in bodybuilding, we have to carbide and stuff like that to to put glycogen back into the muscle and things like that, so it looks better on stage. But we don't have all we've got to do is stand there and squeeze our muscles. We don't have to get our heads heads punched in. So. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> a body body punch. Body punch is the worst. <laughs> oh yes, I could. Yeah, I could only imagine to the rib cage, to the sternum, oh. Oh, to the to the liver. The liver is oh, the worst. Liver. You get yeah. punched in the liver, you know about it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that would hurt a lot. Um, so yeah, so obviously that lost me, and that was um that was that was along the road. Um, that was yeah, like you said, September last year. So, um, you've then. You've had another fight since, I believe, or a couple of fights, haven't you? No, one fight since, yeah. But yeah, the, um, yeah. that loss, man, like that loss was one of the best things that could ever happen to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I t- everyone everyone knows I take a loss like a champion. Like, I, I just I dust myself off, I pick myself up, back yeah. up. Yeah. But, and I was, at first I was fine. I was like, yeah, no worries. But I was surprised how much it was burning at me. Like, I, I haven't really came out and said this, but, I, mate, fucking burned at me for a long time yeah. and it caused a lot of mental issues for me yeah um, right. yeah 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 did you start to so, did you start was it was it more like that you did you did, did it create some self-doubt mate like did it did it make you think a bit differently or um so i think it brought a lot of stuff to the forefront yeah. the stuff that i've been able to cover up yeah where like i've always had self-confidence issues i've always had self-doubt i've always yeah. not believed that i was talented i've always had all these things, and it sort of made me address these issues yeah. that I was having. Like my yeah. whole career, I never thought, I never, I never thought that I was like, um, I never thought I was going to be anything. Decent. Like I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for as long as I can, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, um, you're I never, I never had aspirations to be the best because I never thought I could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. One of um actually one of the guys that has helped me a lot is um a guy called Tom Frost who does my he was actually doing my strength and conditioning I I started working with him just before I fought Misha yep yep and he was um he was doing my strength and conditioning and I started talking to him a lot and that guy is such a good coach good good strength and conditioning coach but yep. the stuff he's helped me with mentally yeah mate. I've, I'm like a, I feel I look at things differently now since I've started. Yeah, that's we're, awesome. we're doing like sports psychology stuff, but yeah. like he's not a sports psychologist, but he knows a lot about it. He knows a lot, yeah. And obviously, you're in that position where you, where he's training with you, so he gets a chance to talk to you and get inside your head a little bit. Yeah, well, he, he just fucks with me like yeah. during training. Like he would just he, he just some of the stuff he just says. What like I'll I'll be doing my two k try time trial on, on the rower. Yeah, and he would just say these little things to me that that will create. <laughs> Doubt and force me to yeah. overcome it. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, is like what, which is what you need, I think. I don't think people realise. I mean, you know, everyone sees people at the top of their game. Doesn't matter whether you're a footy player, or, you know, you, yourself, somebody who's who's successful as an actor or anything. Man, they all everyone everyone battles. I don't think every, anyone really truly believes deeply in themselves. No matter no matter <laughs> no matter what they portray in the media, you know, even yeah. even the Conor McGregor's man and stuff like that. I mean, he, he's a great he's a great actor, but does he truly believe that? You know. I think I think there's a few guys that do, and they're, they're the guys like Connor, there's yeah. the guys like John Jones, yeah. like guys like Israel Adesanya. They don't, yeah. They, I think I think I yeah. think, yeah. I think like those guys two, are that, established they, too. Yeah, they got two screws loose, not just one. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, um, the way I look at it now, like I know, like I've I've trained around, I've trained with some really high level guys. Yeah. I know. I can say this from the bottom of my heart. I know that I put more work in than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of where I draw my confidence from now. Like I know that I've done the amount of work necessary. Yeah, yeah. And a hundred times more. Like Cause I'd I don't leave any stone unturned. Yeah, because I'd imagine is like you know when we talked about those guys like the John Joneses and the Conor McGregor's and guys like that. I'd imagine there have to be a, a period there where like I don't know. Like because of, because of who they are and what they, what they've achieved and stuff like that, sometimes I reckon they take their foot off the gas a little bit, and that's 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 dangerous. Yeah, well, for Connor's um, Connor's last fight against Khabib, mate, yeah. he was getting pissed every night before the fight because he just thought he was going to smoke the guy. Yeah, yeah, which is which is crazy. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just it's arrogance, and obviously it cost him. And and that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, I suppose it's like, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always there's always someone trying to climb the hill, isn't there? Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. But um, yeah, that fight with nature, it was um, I don't know how to explain it, but like it was, it was a relief to lose that O in a way. But I wish that I had it just fought. Yep. 
to the level that I could fight because I don't. Yeah. I say this. I don't believe he beat me. I believe I beat myself. You beat yourself, you watched the yeah. fight. I was beating the shit out of him before yeah. before he caught that choke. Yeah. I was, the the referee told me like two more punches and you would have like gonna, I was going to call the fight off. Stop, I had him. Yeah. I had him on the ground. I was beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, I believe I beat myself, which was which was a, probably a harder pill to swallow than yeah. having someone just better than me and beating me. Yep. Yeah. But, but that that can also be a good thing too, man. Because obviously there, you know, there there are times when I guess we, you know, you know that if you did take your foot off the gas just for a second, you know, just for a minute, like nothing, like this is what can happen. I mean, you said that back, yeah, uh, back when you talked about your first fight. You know, you kind of you're like, oh, this is going to be over, but it wasn't. Yeah, my first fight. <laughs> yeah, I go. I go, oh, this is going to be easier than I thought. Then I yeah. end up on my back and I go, ah, oh, shit. shit. How, how, how did I end up here? What happened? <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, um, but, I mean, that's I, – I guess I guess any fighter would go through the same 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 period, man. It would be like, be like fighting you. Especially though. young fighters, man. Yeah. Like, because, like, a lot of guys in my position yep. – So, I'm, I'm – some consider me in the top 15. Some consider me in the 16, 17, like, yep. in the ranking. Yep, yep. And I'm the only guy I'm – the, I'm the youngest – in, in the rankings Yeah right And not just by a little bit Like I'm talking I'm oh, the youngest right. in the rankings By like three four years Yeah By, by any, anyone Yeah So like I, I've still got a lot of le- lessons to learn Compared yeah. to the guys that have um, Been around for a longer They're, They've just got a few more years experience on me Like Yeah And obviously Yeah Especially in like the heavier weight classes yeah. There's a lot of younger guys in the lighter weight classes, but in the heavier weight classes It seems to be dominated by like more experienced guys Experience yeah 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 but that's that's a good thing though, man. Because I mean, it probably gives you, it gives you, you know, it makes you think. Oh, look, you know, in the next two or three years, the things I'm going to learn are going to set me up to. Yeah. You know. Be, well, it's it's it, it, um it's funny. Like um people talk about in MMA the rub. Yep. You lose someone who's really really good, and you get the rub. Okay. Yeah. And you take away what they did to you. Yeah. And use it in your own game. So yep. Misha yep. came out and just came out and blitzed me and. The reason I lost that fight, but it wasn't because I took my foot off the gas. It was because I went too hard at him. I tried to get him too bad. Yeah. yeah. And he came out and, and made it a dog fight. And yeah. I, what I took away from that, I used in my next fight, pretty much came out with the exact game plan yep. that um, Misha came out with me. Because yep. I knew the guy. So the guy I fought last time was my age. He was a year older than me. So I knew that he wasn't experienced enough to, to pull through that. Yeah. So yeah. I just went out and blitzed him with takedowns and, and really tried to make it an intense fight from the get-go. Yeah. And I knew that he wasn't going to have the experience to endure that and and yeah. and come back after a round. Yeah, and come back from that. That was so this, yeah. this, this is the one – this was the New Zealand fight, wasn't it? Was this when you fought in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is February this year, I believe. Yeah, so ov- yeah. obviously, um, yeah, that's – that's going. Oh, geez, geez, time's getting away. We're halfway through the year already. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's no. been. I mean, obviously, COVID nineteen hasn't hasn't helped anyone. But <laughs> mate, I wanted to have a fight one. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine you'd be busting at the seams. Obviously, training oh. and stuff like that. But you'd still be busting at the seams to get out there again. <laughs> yeah, mate. That's just. Yeah. It's, so no, I'm not. I'm not meant to be sitting around. Like this, no, it's not healthy for my no, health. No, no, not healthy I, for my mental health. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's healthy for a lot of people, man. I, I'm, it's good to see that restrictions are coming back. I mean, in New South Wales, they've just announced that we can open our, our gyms open on the 13th, which is next Saturday. I think in Victoria, yeah. it's not till like the 22nd or something, like just normal gyms yeah. we're talking about. So yeah, um, so we, yeah, it's it's not good. Like we're we're, we're just been doing like park sessions. Yeah. And, yeah, sort of because we're professionals, we're allowed to sort of do a bit extra. Um, yeah, well, do a little bit extra here and there, but we're still like we're still gonna be so careful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, well, it's how you make it's it's you know you're you're a professional athlete. It's how you know that that's your living. So obviously, there's got to be some consideration around that, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, at least like I don't know what the AFL's doing, but the NRL's kicked off again, so the AFL mustn't be far off. So <clears throat> yeah, so I, I follow NRL. I don't follow. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say you're an Aussie rules fan. I was gonna say, who do you support? <laughs> who do you go for? Do do you? Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a Roosters fan, mate, to the bone. Oh, so, <laughs> two two premierships in a row. We we going all right, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So let's let's talk about now, mate, because um, some pretty exciting things on the card. Um, you've been selected for Fight Island. Let's talk about that. How good's this? 
Mate, yeah, so I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know where it is. I don't know when. I don't know who it is. But yeah. they just, Dana came out and said, oh, we've secured an island and we're going to do fights there. And you're like, oh, yeah. So, and then they said, Jimmy, do you want to, you know, you've got a fight. And you're like. No, I said, I said you, you will put me on this, I hope you know. And they said, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So <laughs> I go, um, yeah. So they've got a lot of options, though. Like, they've got, apparently they've got this island. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But they've also got the Apex facility in. Vegas. Yep, yep. Because people can, like, professional athletes, we, we can we can fly now. We we can go. Yeah, places. you can go places. Yeah. Um. So they've got the Apex facility in Vegas, which is where they do the Contender Series fights now. Yeah. So yep. that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool to, to go back and fight where they do the Contender Series. That that would be awesome to sort of revisit that. How do you think? What do you think about the whole no crowds thing, though? Do you think that'd be weird? Because you, you do you, do you even notice the crowd when you're out there? Or is it more? Do do you like? Can you hear them? Is is there a focus there? Like, oh, mate, it's different every time. Yeah, um, I fought without a crowd. I, I did the Contender Series, so yeah, there was about yeah. thirty people. It was yeah. just a gym, and there gym was a, that, yeah, and that was really cool. Like, that was that was actually really cool. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like I like the crowd. I yeah. love the rule when I walk out. Like, if you've been to a Jimmy Crew fight, um, fight, you you know what it sounds like when when I walk out <laughs> and when I get my head. Like, it is. Off its head, yeah, it's so nuts, yeah. I, mean, I, get, I get a pretty good reception, so yeah, I'd I love say, that. I'd say, I'd say you'd, um, yeah, that would definitely motivate and inspire you, man. And you know, like those, but at the same time, it can sort of get in your head, too. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, you can, yeah, I guess it can kind of distract you a little bit, I guess. But I, I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm so late, like, I'm at a point now where I'm so laser focused on what I've got to do, yeah, that it doesn't bother me, it doesn't, 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 I love it, yeah, but it doesn't play a factor in it anymore it doesn't yeah it doesn't cause any issues yeah exactly i mean i guess you you get to the level where you can just you know you can perform at any level like you said you probably yeah. you, you, you used to you can fight with a crowd without a crowd doesn't worry i guess at the, at the end of the day you still <laughs> the crowd's not going to make that much difference to the fight i mean it's your skill and your level of um of yeah, exactly. preparation and everything is going to going to make the difference so yeah so that's I'm just, it i'm just at a point now that when, when, when i fight i just yeah. i just know that there's 15 minutes yep Yep. Where I have to be prepared to die and kill someone. Yeah, yeah. And then that's it. Like, there's nothing else that matters except for that. I've always wondered, mate. What 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 does go through your head when you're fighting an opponent? Because do you do you need to do you need to get angry? Do you need to get like do, do you need to have that like I want to I want to literally kill this guy? Like, is that is that the is that the best way to approach it? Nah, that that's what happened in um, Vancouver, and you've seen what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I just because. Yeah. Because I'm just naturally aggressive. Like, what, not I'm the I'm the most classic person in the world. But yeah. when I fight, I'm naturally aggressive. Two, I naturally just want to go for the kill. Two personas, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I've got to sort of pull it back and look. I, I need to look before I do things because yeah. otherwise, I just get in there. And I like, I've, I've been known to just fight people where they're good at. Like, I, I don't. In the past, I've never really. I've, I've just gone in there and fought, and if they're a yeah. good striker, I'll just strike with them, and if they're a good grappler, I'll just grapple with them. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't worry. Yeah, yeah. Where now, like, I've sort of found my rhythm, and I can go out into a fight and sort of analyze things as, as things are happening. Yeah. I never used to have that before. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's a that's a pretty special thing to do. I mean, like you said, you've got 15 minutes. You've got all this preparation. You're... Your your body's under uh, immense pressure, but you've still got to you've still got to actually assess and think uh, and stay yeah. focused, don't you? Because I mean, that's well, that's what, that's what separates the the top dogs from from the guys yeah. that are just going to be journeymen, you know? Yeah, the yeah. journeymen will just come out and fight, and you know, oh yeah, we'll just we'll just stay ready and fight. But like the top guy, you look at the top guys; every single top guy yeah. comes out with with a purpose. They have a purpose in the fight, and they have a reason for doing everything they do. They're not just going out there and fighting. Yeah. That's it. It's just a different oper like a different frequency that their brain is operating yeah. on in the fight. Yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's no different to business or something like that. I mean, you got some businesses that are successful because they do all the right things, and you got some that just fly by the seat of their pants. So yeah, exactly, um, exactly. But I'd imagine. It's, it's, it's I'd, in this sport, though, you can't really fly by the seat of your pants too much because I guess um, at the end of the day, you're going to end up on the canvas pretty quick. Yeah, well, you can't you can't gamble with your with your brain cells. That's like yeah, um, yeah it's true. And the, the fact of the matter is, mate, like touch wood, yep. touch wood, I lose three fights, I'm out. Yeah, they're not 
I'm I'm out. I'm, I'm back fighting for two thousand dollars a fight. I'm yeah. not I'm not making a living off it anymore. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you got you've got to stay so, hungry and you've got to stay motivated all the time, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, you can say what you want, but when you when you start being successful with it and yeah. you're not having to work anymore, it sort of does give you a little bit of comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. So I like. So I, I've just like I've gone. You know what? Fuck this! I've, I've bought myself a van. I live at training. I live in the back of my van at training. Yeah, yeah. I wake up. I go to training. Yeah. I, I, I go to my next training, and like, I don't, I don't live a luxury life because I can't afford to. I need yep. to keep my eyes on the prize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, that's the thing, mate. I think that's you know, that's what keeps you grounded, I guess, and that's what I guess it keeps you hungry, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't know how Connor. I don't know how Connor. Well, people like Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor yeah. do it. Yeah. Mate, if I was making that much money, yeah. you'd never hear of Jimmy Crude again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the end of you. As in like, That'd be the end of be, me. You, you'd be like, go on, mate. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be bringing out whiskeys and stuff like that, would you? <laughs> no, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd be trying to give back to the fight community. I'd be yeah. doing my own shows and trying to yeah. trying to get people. But like, yeah, I wouldn't. If, if, I, was, if I was, so kind of, 31 or 32 yep. if, I, if I had that much money I would not step back in the game. no you'd be, you'd be like I'm done now he, he, he has nothing to prove really like it's, he's done everything that needed to be done yeah I, I know mate, mate. Yeah. there's so much well, that is that is a good thing though Jimmy I guess it makes you think too if you mate if you put in the if you put in the work that you're doing now and everything sort of you know all the ducks line up in a row mate who knows where you could go with this brother yeah, that's it, man. Like I, I haven't. Um, I've never publicly stated this, but yeah, I'm sort of. I'm trying to like change my mindset on a lot of things, and yeah. I've never for the first. So in the last few weeks, for the first time in my whole entire life, I've told myself that I'm going to be a world champion, and I'm going to yeah, be a world yeah. champion by the um 2022. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So we're 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 not we're not just um we're not just seeing how far we can take it now. I've got a goal, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a world champion. Yeah, mate. I have no doubts about that. I mean, the thing is, Jimmy, unless you unless you believe that, unless you start believing that and start thinking about that every day, you know, it may not happen. So that's that's the, that's the thing. I'm so glad you said that, man, because you know people can say, oh, you know, he's he's cocky and confident. No way. Like you've got to have that. You've got to have that goal. Otherwise, what are you doing this for? Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, people take like people see my persona that I put on, and they go, "Oh, he's so arrogant." Like, mate, if you knew the fucking shit that went through my head, <laughs> <laughs> mate, you you would know that I'm very, yeah. very, very not much not arrogant. Like yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I've had self confidence uh, issues my yeah. whole life. Well, so. All our dealings with you, mate. You know, we, we've been we've been so blessed to be a part of your journey through through the shop and stuff. And mate, you've been nothing but humble and helpful. And you know, like a lot of people don't realise that side of you, I guess, because you, you know, I watched a few um of your post match interviews and stuff like that. And how how do you find that, bro? I was going to ask you about that because like you've kind of got to you kind of got to have that personality too, don't you? You got to be able to talk it up after a fight. Mate, um, I don't like watching my post-fight interview <laughs> from my first three UFC fight. I was, mate, I was trying to be charismatic. I was trying to, and I just looked like the cringiest motherfucker. You, 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 when when you stopped trying is probably when you started like to, um, you know, feel more comfortable. Because I watched uh, before I jumped on, I was looking at your New Zealand one, man, and you and, and you spoke really well. It was really good. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, fucking Jimmy, fucking really, yeah, mate." Shut up, you little you little twerp. <laughs> no, I mean, mate, the Americans are going to love the Aussie, mate. They love the Aussie accent, so you, yeah. you know the um, the promotions and stuff is yeah. I mean, I guess that is the sport too. That side of it, you do have to you do have to um, you know sort of build the promotion around it because obviously the idea of the sport is to get people to watch it, and when people watch it, that's exactly, how you guys mate. get paid. So you don't um, you don't you don't get paid by being the best fighter in the world. You get paid by drawing yeah, tickets, and absolutely. I'm sort of I'm sort of lucky where like I've managed to be a good good sell yeah but like i haven't i i didn't really betray myself the way i wanted to in my first few fights yeah. like yeah oh, i just want to sort of just start getting back to being me and yeah and not really caring about being being like i don't know it's hard to explain but yeah, yeah. no I, I get what you mean i think you you're not caring about like what people think about you you know how you portray yourself like it's more just it's more just you speaking from the heart and saying what you want to say when you want to say it i guess um, i'll excite people by knocking people out but rather than um yes, what i say on the mic exactly mate 100 percent. i mean that's that's what matters the most isn't it really yeah exactly man. 
So no, that's awesome, bro. Like um, you know, like I said, we we have been lucky enough to follow you along the along the journey and um and the next journey, which is going to be awesome. Fight Island's going to be crazy. Um, so you're you're in preparation for that now. That's hence why you're training so much. Um, yeah, man. And um, so that's the roughly around about when August did you say? Yeah, the, the UFC just said um, mid to late August. So yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. So I'm concerned. Camp, camp, we, we've got a name, but we're just waiting for the contracts, man. Yeah, so. perfect. So, we'll yeah, mate, that's exciting. Very exciting. Like, just It's just good for you to have a goal now, another goal to work towards, um, and obviously start to step towards that because, um, you know, when you've got the uncertainty, like you said, that's when the head starts playing games with you. Yeah, well, you, you just, you're sort of training and you've got no – no vision of, of why yeah. you're training. I can't. I can't believe you live in the van, mate. It must be a good setup. <laughs> yeah, you see people. People <laughs> go, oh yeah, right. And then I show them, and they're like, oh, this is actually not too bad. Like I've, I've checked it out. Like it's yeah. not. It's not yeah. like a creepy van. It's. Uh, I'm putting a shower in at the moment. I've got a bed. I've got electricity, television, yeah. Yeah. fridge, everything. That's the best. It's a good setup. Well, you've got to have all that because you've still got to cook your food and prep your food and all that sort of stuff, and you still got to be able to. Yeah. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, man, you don't have to worry about. At least you don't have to worry about cleaning house, do you? So much. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a pain in the ass to keep it keep it clean because it's a small thing. So yeah. I spend a lot of time cleaning it. But like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't have to worry about electricity bills. I don't have to worry about yeah. water bills. I don't have to worry about rent. It's yeah, bad. and like you said, man, it just I can wake up at training. Yeah, get better sleep. Yeah, and then and then literally crash and burn and and, and go to sleep again. Like, yeah, that's right. I suppose yeah. that if you, if you can get that extra couple of hours sleep, man, that's going to make a massive difference to your performance. Yeah, and not driving, man. Like, um, yeah. Driving is so unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, well, it is because like you, yeah, it's a lot of thinking time and stuff like that as well. That's where that's where these podcasts and that come in handy. So you, you guys have got a podcast, hey? Yeah, we got um my, myself and uh, Jake Matthews. We got our, our podcast podcast called the Third Hook. The Third Hook, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's got um it's 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 just growing at the moment like we have, we've been a bit lazy on it but we're looking to to really get some really interesting guests on and, and start getting more content out we were we were smashing it at the start yeah. of ISO yeah yeah but now yeah. we're looking to get back into fighting and stuff it's, it takes more of your time away yeah but yeah. Um, no, keep your eye on it because it, yeah. it is going to be so, a lot more content coming yeah, out yeah awesome we'll, we'll, we'll give that a plug on here mate so that um, you know we can steer our listeners towards as well and we'll plug it on our page and stuff too so yeah and, and, and likewise mate we'll, we'll, we'll throw this up yeah awesome well Jimmy thank you so much man it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today um uh, it's good to get some insight into where you started um, to where you are now. And obviously, it's good to know people's backstories, man, because a lot of people don't realise what you have to go through to get to the top. Um, and, you know, yeah. you've still you've still got um, you've got that goal set now for the next couple of years and you, you're striving hard to work towards that, man. And we're right behind you, brother. We we hope to see the best from you uh, in the years to come and we'll, we'll stay I tuned. I appreciate that. Heaps, Ho- hopefully, um, down the track, we can probably get you on again. Um, that's if you're not too famous, mate, and you aren't living in a castle or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, living you, in a mansion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you aren't hanging. You're not hanging out with Conor McGregor and John Jones and those guys, bro. And like, you know, wearing uh, the suits and the bling that's bling. That's not me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate. That's it. That's great. Well, mate, thank you very much, and um, we really appreciate it. So that's a wrap for us today. Thanks, Jimmy. Nah, no problem, bro. Thanks, Ace, for having me on. No worries, brother. Catch right, you later.